This is T.M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book 4, Coming Home, Chapter 15 The question their mother asked most often was, Where are we? Closely followed by, How did we get here? Neither of her children thought it was a particularly good idea to answer either question with complete honesty. It was good to have her back once more, but it was difficult, too. They had to take care of her now. They kept on moving, each of them taking turns to keep her from wandering away. The vast plain stretched out in every direction, featureless and sterile. They did their best to head in a straight line, more or less. After a while, a horrible thought struck G. What if they heard that music again, the piano rotting away at the bottom of that stagnant pool? What if they were wandering in circles? Or, worse yet, what if they found nothing at all? What if they kept walking and this horrible, stale place stretched on forever, never-ending? What if this was Edgar's final joke, his revenge? That would be death like him, she muttered. What? Her brother looked at her strangely. Nothing. I was just thinking out loud. Oh, my poor baby, her mother murmured kindly. Who are you talking about? Assam asked. Not you, don't worry. She was bored and irritable and had no problem taking it out on her brother. Who then? Him, she gestured back the way they had come. Crater Faith. What about him? She sighed. Just thinking that maybe he lied and sent us this way on purpose. To trick us. Why would he do something like that? To get even with us? Assam shook his head. He didn't. How do you know? He shrugged. Just do. What? You read his mind? He shrugged again, infuriating. Please don't fight, their mother said, sounding like her old self for the first time. She'd wandered off a ways, staring out into the distance around them. All I'm saying is, G was warming up, I think we're out here in the middle of nowhere and that freak is laughing his butt off. Don't say butt, honey, her mother said. Assam ignored G's attempt to draw him into an argument. I think she's getting better. She seems more connected. Great, G said. She can watch me die of boredom, stuck here forever. You can't be sure of that. Oh, yeah? Well, I bet I'm surer of this than you are that he didn't lie to us. He didn't lie to us. Um, their mother called. Come on, Houdini, G said. Read my mind. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Assam had more to say, but he stopped. Good comeback, his sister said. He held up his hand. Shut up. Don't tell me to 
shut up. Assam scanned the horizon. He heard a faint rumble, like thunder, music on the air. Coming closer. Assam turned around, trying to see where it was coming from. His mother stood looking back at him, her arm outstretched to point at a rising plume of dust on the horizon, heading their way. A car roared towards them. It shone against the dull earth, blaringly red like a candy apple. Assam laughed. What is it? It's our ride. He heard the sound of the car horn, a snippet of music blaring out a familiar tune that began, There's a place in France. Really? G squinted into the distance. The car had some kind of ornate radio antenna sticking up from the top. Really? Once the car got closer, she realized her mistake. It wasn't an antenna at all. It was antlers. You've been listening to Assam and Darjeeling, written and read by the author, P.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about Assam and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at pmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express written permission. Please direct all inquiries to the attention of the author at www.tmcamp.com. If you are unable to access the Internet, spread a thin layer of peanut butter over a slice of whole wheat bread. Sprinkle it with unsalted sunflower seeds and place it on the sill of any second-story window in your home. When the blue jay arrives, whisper your request to her. She will pass it along. If you live in a home with only one story, move.